and I can't believe I even said this, but like in a job, I was genuinely like, I love stress. You are listening to the Fluorescence Podcast. This podcast is here to challenge you to think differently about how you currently live your life. And I hope some of these conversations encourage and inspire you to step into your true aligned purpose. We'll chat about all things business, lifestyle, and a bit of sustainability. We are so excited to have you along for the ride. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fluorescence Podcast. I have another very special guest and as I was writing her introduction, I realized I must have a thing for like women's or women or self-empowerment coaches because Kendall is my third one in a row, but that's totally okay. So Kendall is a certified women's life coach and holistic health coach whose mission is to guide women towards rediscovering their true self. In 2020, Kendall's world shifted when she lost her job and was forced to stop and think. Up until this point, to the outside world, her corporate job, her bustling social life and her healthy lifestyle looked like she had it all, but on the inside, she was crumbling. 2020 was a year of investing time, energy, money and love into herself, where she really stripped back the layers of who she thought she once was and stepped into her soul's purpose of coaching other women through similar transformations so they too can live an authentic life. Welcome, Kendall. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to have you on and super keen for this chat. One question I always ask my guests, and it's just a way that we celebrate you, it is what is one win that you have had in the past week? It can be personal or business or just anything really. Oh, this is super cool. Actually, one win for me this week um, was hiring a new coach for myself. Um, so just like really um, investing into myself again um, this will be the third time I've invested in a coach um, and it's super exciting and the win in it for me was that it was really easy to make that decision this time I did, had very minimal resistance I wasn't freaked out and scared to invest a chunk of money into myself essentially um, which just shows how far I've come from the mm. first time I invested in a coach and I was literally just like what am I doing um so I'm super excited I start with her next week and it's going to be very 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 expensive amazing that sounds like such an epic win and I think is also a very important reminder that especially people in the coaching industry you as a coach you still can continue to learn and you're always going to keep investing in yourself so that you can give the best knowledge and wisdom you can then pass on to your onto your clients um I would love to know so and like I felt like this too we're not I'm not even coming up to a year uh June will be a year that I first invested uh, like thousands of dollars and myself in the first time is so freaking scary but for some reason it just gets easier right so when was so you said this is your third time when was how long ago was the first time that you invested a significant so amount of yourself so the first time I invested would have been almost a year ago okay. um and yeah so the first time I invested was yeah May 2020 and it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's the most money I have ever spent on myself ever. I was very torn between should I spend this money on myself, which from the outside seems absurd, or should I save it and be practical and realistic because I just lost my job. Mm. But I just had this real knowing inside me that I needed to do it. And the woman that I was investing in was so perfect and so aligned with me and our journey together which lasted six months throughout the whole journey I just realized how perfect she was for me right down to the point that we were born on the exact same day she's just wow. three years <laughs> it, the, it, the amount of synchronicities there just was forever affirming why I invested and the growth I had from that was worth every single cent 
that's crazy that, that you were born on the same day I think yeah. we'll backtrack a little bit just so to give people some context so almost coming up a year that you invested a significant amount of money into yourself so I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about who is Kendall and what the past 12 months have been like for you starting back when um, almost a year ago now um yeah a whole year since my life basically did a complete 180 if I if you were to ask me this question a year ago my answer would be so completely different yeah I would have defined myself on the job I had at the time. I was in a high paying corporate marketing role. Um, I was studying towards my master's in business. I was living the life that I thought was the life I was meant to live. And I fully believed that a career in marketing was my path to success effectively. Mm. But on the inside, underneath all that surface, I was so unhappy. I was crumbling. I was crying every day. I was anxious. I was depressed. I was lonely. Even though I was surrounded by people, it was this whole, it was a really deep sense of loneliness. And I couldn't see a way out of it. And it wasn't until I lost my job because of the pandemic that I was forced for the first time in years, and I mean years, to stop and think. I'd been doing everything in my power up until then to avoid stopping and thinking. Mm. I kept going. I filled up my calendar. I spent so many long hours at work trying to prove to myself that I was a success that I was worth it that I was basically everything that I wasn't feeling inside mm. trying to fill up all that emptiness and so having to stop and really sit and that was so uncomfortable it would be the closest I've ever come to a rock bottom but it was the biggest blessing of my entire life and prior to losing my job the past the six months before that I'd been through going through my spiritual awakening and out of nowhere six months previous and a single conversation it was like a switch flicked and I just had this intense connection and belief in the universe and it was that spiritual awakening that helped me understand why I lost my job. I needed that to fall away. I needed to lose that part of my identity because had I not, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be where I am today. I Mm. I fully believe that in my heart that if I had not, if the universe hadn't just yanked that away from me because I was never going to leave my job. I was, I was in that old school conditioning that I had a good paying job. I had a steady income. There was um, little risk because I was employed And that was the sensible thing to do. Why throw that all away and try and do something different? That was too risky. But I was so deeply unhappy in that space. Mm. And so that that just got pulled away. I didn't even get an an option to make a decision. And it was a huge blessing. When you first found out, like you said, you're already on your spiritual awakening journey. But when you first found out you were made redundant, like what was your initial thought or reaction to that I was devastated I was absolutely devastated in huge amounts of shock I drove home just in hysterically crying Mm. in so much shock but very quickly and I would say within an hour or so I just had this knowing that it was meant to happen that it was okay and with that knowing it was like this mammoth amount of weight that I had on my resting on my shoulders for months just lifted and it was gone and I could breathe again and that to me was just such a sign and I also realized that the upset and from losing my job was just a part of my fear of failure I was terrified to tell my parents and my friends that this had happened out of fear of looking like a failure and when they were all saying well that job wasn't making you happy anyway 
it was like oh they all saw it too and that just added to that weight all coming off and allowed me to really understand why it had all happened and from that I decided to take a couple of months to myself I had worked pretty much back to back since I was like 15 so it was the first time I'd not had a job and I wasn't studying and it was time to just solely focus on me and like I said earlier I took that time to invest and essentially find myself which I get is the most like hippie woo-woo phrase in the book but I really did take that time to find myself I was aware of the sort of surface level things I was dealing with. I had done a little bit of of self-development and digging a little deeper into what was coming up for me and why I was anxious, where my fears were coming from, where my limiting beliefs were coming from, but I hadn't really dug into it. And just the not knowing, going around in a constant circle of fear and knew I had to do something really drastic to end that cycle. I had been struggling with depression, anxiety, panic attacks, insomnia on and off for five or six years. And I was told by doctors that medication was the only way that I was going to get through. Like this was a lifelong quote unquote illness. And I was sick of it. It was so painful. It was so draining and exhausting and soul destroying really soul destroying so I hired my coach and I from that moment onwards just began my unraveling began peeling back layer after layer after layer of shit that was keeping me stuck and through that just the through the first three months that I worked with her I realized why I had been so unhappy for so many years, not just those few months that I was leading up to losing my job. I was so unhappy for so many years because I was trying to fit myself, mold myself into a person that I thought everyone else wanted me to be rather Mm -hmm. than living my life as who I was put on this earth to be. And when you're trying to squish yourself into a narrow little box, it's uncomfortable. I was, I'm a loud person, so I quietened myself. I physically tried to shrink myself and developed an eating disorder effectively. I tried, I worked myself to the bone at school, at university, at my jobs to try and be this, what society would deem a success quote-unquote success and it was it was soul-destroying it gave me depression and anxiety and I lost so much sleep over it Mm. and so beginning to peel back all of that I found out who I was and I wasn't the girl that was a corporate marketer so I made the decision to leave corporate marketing leave the corporate world altogether and it was terrifying to, to do that because I'd studied for at that point almost five years wow. um, getting my undergrad and then um, almost completely completing my master's and there was a lot of fear wrapped up in having to tell my parents that I wasn't going to be doing this anymore that I was going to be doing a complete 180 and heading down a very unconventional route to them mm-hmm. which is life coaching but it was, it was such a strong, full body, yes, this is my soul's purpose. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to help other women heal and reconnect with themselves and push past their mental illnesses and really reclaim their power as a woman that I just knew I had to follow that. I knew I had to get over the fear push past that fear and that was a huge help of my coach was that she was there holding my hand helping me do do that yeah the biggest part of a coach is that they're there to just help and support you and cheer you on because change is really scary but it's less scary when there's someone else there by your side 
yeah and it's also as you've mentioned like very hard and very difficult as well so to have someone to help you through that transition I feel like is what gets people through and what really um brings through the results I just have like I have so much to say firstly I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for so vulnerably sharing your story because this is still your life and it's still quite fresh only being a year a year on and it's crazy how much I actually resonate with you and I didn't realize we had so many similarities in our life until we've jumped on this call but I just really, really feel feel you when you talk about trying to fill up your life and it sounds like you're a high achiever as well and you're busy, 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 go, go, go. And in a way, like we have these, these for me personally, it was like a unspoken expectation, like to be successful. It was just a very mm. traditional expectation, but all the pressure and all the expectation came from within me. And so I was always like, I'm doing this. This is for me. This is my choice. And so that was, that was really hard for me to recognize. Cause I was like, I must want this. It's me. No one else really cares if I do this or not. And what I, um, what I thought was funny that you mentioned was that you were so scared to tell your parents and like tell people close to you that you were made redundant. Cause you were, you would think that you're a failure when like that's, is totally out of your control <laughs> and it's just funny how us as high performers we think that oh did we do something could have we done something different so that this didn't happen but it sounds honestly like the universe really really had your back and knew what was coming for you and they knew that this needed to happen in order for Kendall to become who she truly was and go through that massive transformation that you did in the last year I do mm. want to ask if you you did mention that you wouldn't have left your job if you weren't made redundant so what would you say to someone who may be in a similar situation and they might have like a little niggle or they just feel that maybe this isn't for them it might not even just be the corporate life isn't for them it could be anything that they're doing or their life situation town or relationship and maybe they aren't going to be blessed like you were from the universe with something that here because I'm telling you right now I'm kind of going through this a little bit with my job and things like that and oh it's so scary to want to go on the other path and the unconventional route so I'd love to have a little chat about what you would potentially say to someone who kind of feels like they're feeling a bit stuck or a bit bit lost but they don't know how they can take those first little action steps towards really thinking about what they could do differently Mm. and I spent a lot of time in what the position that you just described I spent a really long time in that space and it creates so much uneasiness within you because Mm. it's like you're being pulled in two directions it's like your one half of your brain is saying no stay this is safe (laughs) this is realistic and the other part of your brain is saying run get out this is not you and it's just this constant back and forth it's really hard but I think the biggest thing I I think a lot of people would say or a lot of people in this space would say go follow your heart take the leap of faith jump and the universe will catch you to an extent yes but I like to think we also have to be a little bit realistic in this world and we still need some financial support to support our passions. And so it can be like a seesaw effect if that's possible. Even if you're not quite able to leave your job yet, the the free time that you do have, really spend time filling yourself up with the things you love to do if you're not quite sure what you love to do or what you want to step into, use that time to get curious. Is there something that you've always wanted to try, but you've always felt too nervous or just not wanted to do it or felt that there wasn't enough time? Give it a go. Even if you're crap at it, cool, you know that's not for you. If there's something that you feel like you're getting little niggles or little callings towards go explore that and when you fill yourself up with things that you love to do 
you'll not only find a way and I very much believe a path will begin to reveal itself also trust that the universe has a bigger plan and in divine timing that path and that plan will be revealed so spend as much time as you can not focusing on the how or the when but really focus on filling yourself up with the joy and the passion and the excitement so that you can leave space for that that pathway that exit that opening to appear Mm, I really love that advice and I think it's a a very important point to make is I feel like everyone wants to dive in I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and I'm gonna be self-employed full-time it's gonna be great I'm gonna have so many clients and it's like whoa (laughs) you're about to change your life here And and I see this a lot especially in the as I move more into the space and personal development I am connecting with a lot of these kind of people on the internet specifically Instagram and you just watch the mental health journey people go through when they go from like 100 to zero, you know, the 40 hour job trying to fit in all the other things. And then they have all this time in the world to think. And I love that advice to just dip your toes in, see what you like and experiment. And I feel like it's so less scary that way as well, because you're not doing a hard and fast decision and you don't have to just do that or you have to make it work. It's like just trying and experimenting. And I think we often forget that life is literally just an experiment for us to try out different things, see what we love and then continue to do what we love. So I think that is, that is really epic and important advice and trusting is also so important and the back and forth of the brain that's a very I I like thinking of it that way because you do feel that you're being pulled left and pulled right and like for me personally I have like an epic conversation with you for example and I'm like yes high vibes high energy I'm gonna do this and then I go back to work on Monday and I'm like "Mm, this is nice and comfortable I just stay here like it's really not that bad and then I just keep doing that back and forth and I'm sure I'm not alone with that kind of that kind of thought pattern at all so I think dipping your toes and just experimenting and trusting that something is around the corner because we can often get in that scarcity mindset oh it's not going to work it's never going to happen maybe I'll just stay here and especially when it's nice and comfortable it's really easy to do that too so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that piece of advice and I spent through my spiritual awakening I spent so many months just going to random events or workshops, classes, uh, live trainings, um, group programs to just dip my toes into this world of healing myself, but also this more um, spiritual, holistic wellness world. And the biggest thing that's come out of that for me was not only helping to find myself and who I really wanted to be, but also I made some incredible friendships and the woman that I am really close with now that I have worked with since and so I just know that those those steps that I took were all meant to come together in the bigger plan Mm. and like what I take away from that is like how important connection and community is and I know for a lot of people it can be really scary to go to events and stuff like that I like I've been doing that since uh since my third year of uni so probably like four years that going to networking events and getting comfortable with that and like the job I have now is literally from a connection and I think people forget the the power of that and like this is like a cliche saying but like strangers are just friends you haven't met yet and like as you said like some of them are your closest friends now but once they were strangers to you and you might have been really nervous so if anyone uh, is listening and feels like they want to get themselves out there or connect especially as you move from like job life and corporate life which you're always around people to being potentially like half self-employed or something it can be a lonely road and you need that support from different avenues whether that's women's circles or networking events or something like that but I really encourage you if you feel nervous to get a friend and just try one go to one a month or something like that and as Kendall said dip your toes in it and just see what it's like and like 
it's fucking scary going like honestly I still shit my pants going to networking events today but afterwards I feel so good you just get this like rush from connecting with new people it's so great and a big reason I was going to these events too was the thing that I feel a lot of people don't talk about in this when you go through a spiritual awakening or a self-development awakening the start of your healing journey it's really lonely because so much of you is shifting internally for me I was looking around at my friends going they just don't get me I'm changing Mm. so much what if they don't like the new me and I was I mean in reality that's not true they all supported me from day one and it's been amazing but I did also need to make new connections with women who were already a part of the the world that I was stepping into and I went to women's circles and just felt this community like a sisterhood that I'd never felt before and it's why I hold women's circles now too because it creates that community and these spaces are so sacred and special it's being heard and held and seen and understood in a whole other level Mm. and I wish I could just like bring more and more people into the space whether you're spiritually inclined or not just to feel the connection in the community because that in itself can really help to lift you up it helps you we're humans we're designed to have connection it's one of our like fundamental needs as human beings and so you make those connections and it makes your mental health better it makes shitty situations feel better when you have that support when you feel like you're truly understood and just getting yourself into more spaces where those like-minded people are the better because that's when you will feel that true sense of community and that helps to help you understand yourself better as well yeah I 100% agree on that and I love how you touched on how you can like you still got your friends you've got your high school friends childhood friends love them right or dies but Mm. as you step into a spiritual awakening or expansion or self-development of some kind you really do need those people on that upper level so that they can help push you and and grow you and it's not that it's not like you you've outgrown your friends or you don't need them anymore it's just you get to that point where you need connections for different I guess purposes almost in life like I've got my friends that I have a good old laugh with then I have my friends that are there to help me with my business and then my spiritual friends and I I feel like I've made more friends through Instagram in the last probably year than I have in my entire life and it's the best thing ever to come out of Instagram honestly um mm-hmm. but yeah that uh, that I, I love that and that's so 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 important to mention that you can still have your your current friends and they serve a purpose in your life and then you can also create new connections and it's so important especially for a self-development journey I'd love to switch gears a little bit and I want to have a discussion with you around because I feel like you and me both have spent 20-25 years of our lives trying to fit into this box of expectations whether that's expectations from within ourselves or that our family friends etc or even just society or mainstream media has created for us that you're meant to do your life a certain way and I'd love to have a chat to you about that and see what your thoughts are around it and why you think it's so common. I think you like you were saying we get these this conditioning from all directions from day one Mm. they say that your most fundamental development years are between the ages of like two and seven where you are effectively a sponge for everything around you whether it's conversations from your parents conversations from friends media tv music like all of that is all filtering its way into our brains from such a young age and that's how these beliefs are created and it's why we pick up the beliefs good and bad from our parents or our primary caregivers because we are so exposed to it and when we take in all of this conditioning it becomes really hard to hear your own voice through all of that noise so like I said before I'd spent a really long time 
trying to fit myself into a mold that I thought everyone else wanted me to be. And that was conditioning. That was self-imposed pressure. It was self-imposed expectations based on what I was hearing and seeing around me and had my whole life. Um, good and bad. There are some amazing beliefs that I've, that I've picked up along the way. And I think my drive and my work ethic is a big part of that. But there are some negative stuff as well, like the um, fear of stepping outside of your comfort zone. Mm. And... I think it's really common for us to just get stuck in this safe little nest that we create ourselves based on these beliefs and conditioning. And I think that, I mean, the brain in itself is, its role is to keep us safe. Our whole body, our whole nervous system, our brain is all trying to keep us safe. That's its primary focus, its primary function. And so any little bit of risk or fear, it sets off alarm bells and that just pushes us back into keeping it safe. Pushing past that is hard. Yeah. Like changing direction, doing something that is outside the nest that you've built yourself over 10, 20, 30 years is hard. It's scary but it's possible and it is so possible. Like you, me, so many people in this world have stepped outside that norm and they are thriving. And so I think we can get really caught in this back and forth, this back and forth of fear, reality versus dreams and desire. And it's Mm. really important to build up that belief in yourself self-belief is not something that happens overnight it's something that every person on this planet will struggle with I struggle with it I'm sure you struggle with it but it's feeling the fear and just trusting and knowing that you can still do it anyway that Mm. fear is normal that you don't have to stay in this you don't have to stay in the job that you're unhappy in forever if you don't want to you don't have to be a victim of your wounds or your trauma or your fear forever but you have to make the conscious decision to feel the fear and do it anyway Mm, and like it honestly does get easier and like you investing money into yourself is a perfect example like first time shit scary third time oh you're getting there it's getting a little bit easier and it literally is like flexing a muscle our mind and our brain is so fascinating and such a massive muscle that you have to continue to work and work and practice on and I just think it's crazy I just want to go back to you mentioning around like our developmental years like two to seven years of age like who actually remembers what happens during those years you know like a lot of what we soak in will be sitting somewhere in the subconscious brain and influencing our attitude our behaviors and our thoughts and we literally don't realize We just think it's a part of us and this is how we're programmed and this is how we're meant to think. And I think it's important to mention that because it really shows how crucial like self-development is and personal development is, especially, and it's happening so much, especially in this day and age as, as people start to break out of these shells. It's like, hang on, I don't need to live this life. Let me see if I can start peeling back the layers of who I once was. And it generally happens in our in our 20s. And that's probably why they're one of the most transformational decades of our lives. And one of my friends mentioned to me the other day when I was stressing out about what I'm going to do with my job and my life situation. She's like, Felicia, you've just turned 24. Like you, I like only for a few years have you been coming into adult Felicia. Like, I only moved out of home two years ago. I don't, I forget like that you were still a kid, like not that long ago, you were still accepting guidance and support mentally through your parents, not that long ago, like calm down, you are trying to find yourself. And I think as young people, we often forget that. And this comes also back to society's pressure, like 20 years old, like you need to do this. You need to have that, that sorted, got to have the job married house whatever and we I think now it's becoming less well not less normal I think it's still definitely the mainstream path that most people go on 
but I feel like people are finding more confidence now to break out of that and go, actually, I'm not sure if I want to do it like that, or that doesn't feel very aligned or right to me. And it comes back to how important, like you only figure that out if you're going to work on yourself and stop and think like being with there are, I think there are two types of people, the people that uh, make themselves super busy or the people that kind of just numb themselves and find other avenues whether that's drugs or alcohol to try and escape from what their mind actually wants to tell them and at the end of the day I think it comes back to the same thing trying to escape our thoughts and not having to think so yeah I think the box that we're trying to fit in the only way we're going to break out is through that really it's tough it's hard work and that really uh, hard inner work that we all need to go through and a coach, as you've mentioned, your own, with your own experience, makes it 10, a million times easier. Exactly. And I mean, you touched on it a few times just then saying like, it is the repetitive conditioning through those early years and throughout our whole life that puts us in this um, situation where we feel like we need to mold ourselves mm. or stay put or things like that. It's the repetitive nature of that conditioning. But we can reprogram ourselves every time you take a risk like you say it gets easier mm-hmm. and that adds to more proof of taking a risk the next time because you've done one and it worked you can take the next step and every single time it's building up that repetition of self-belief of self-trust of knowing that it is okay and it will always be okay and it's the same thing with reprogramming our thoughts repetition is how old patterns and old thoughts and bad and fears got in there it's the same way that we get them out and we replace them is repetition and it's like you say it's self it's being prepared to do the inner work Mm. and sit in that discomfort and confronting the old fears to heal them get rid of them and make way to replace them with those with those new fears but it is hard Mm. People run from feeling feelings, people numb, people try everything. So I honestly think it is one of the strongest things to do is to make the decision to face it head on. Mm. But it is also the most rewarding decision because you get rewarded for that for the rest of your life. Every relationship connection that you make is a reward of you making the decision to do your work on yourself. Mm, yeah I love that and I think like people when you say repetition like it can sound quite daunting it's like wow that sounds like a lot of work that I have to do but if you really think about it and like you'll be a perfect example of this like just little things each and every day and look at where you are now 12 months on you would have never believed that you would be where you are today from all the work you've done and you look back and you go whoa did I actually really do that and there will be days where it's bloody hard but at the end of the day if you can do just a little bit each and every day 365 days later you are going to be a brand new person and that transformation and reflecting on that I think is the most important and actually sitting down once again and reflecting and go wow look where I was six to 12 months ago look what I've done in that time and look where I am now I can't wait to keep growing and keep going up and I think that that's that's why it's so rewarding isn't it absolutely and I think back to when I first started coaching I was really scared because part of the part of the fear of, of investing in the coach was going I don't know how the hell I'm going to heal all of this. It looked like a huge mountain that I had to climb. And I was like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to get through this. It seems impossible. It's terrifying. But like you say, every day you take little steps. And somehow you, I found myself at the top of this mountain looking back going, holy shit. How, I don't even know how I got here. I don't even know how I found all this self-love and confidence and empowerment but I do because I did the little steps every single day I became aware of my patterns I became aware of my behaviors and even if I did an old did something that I I didn't want to do or 
I had like a relapse, quote unquote relapse, mm. I, I still dealt with it better because I could reflect and go, I could reflect and, and look back on myself and go, oh, that, that wasn't quite how I wanted to react. But at least I have the awareness of that now. And I still, like you say, I still have days where I'm scared or I'm a bit anxious. Everyone has down days, but I deal with them so much better now because I have the tools, I have the awareness, I have the understanding and the gratitude that I have come so freaking far, I'm not ever going to go back there because I've done the work. Mm. Yes, and also like you also have the tools now, and I think that's uh, that's a key with coaching. Like they're not designed to be with you and hold your hand for the rest of your life. They're there to give you the tools and techniques you need so that you can go on to continue to live your life in a more fr- fruitful and fulfilling way. And a lot of people, yeah, think that oh my gosh, I'm going to have to pay this coach this much forever for the rest of my life. It's like, do you go to the doctors every day? No. <laughs> so it's very yeah, similar to that, right? You take what you need, heal yourself, heal yourself, and then go on to continue to implement those those tools and skills forevermore in your life. I would love to dive into talking about masculine and feminine energies now so I want to ask you through the women you've worked with what are some reoccurring issues that you've come across um, around masculine versus feminine energies yeah so this is one of my favorite topics to talk about but also my biggest driver in helping women helping Mm -hmm. women shift out of their wounded masculine energy and really step into their healed feminine and a great place to start with this whole topic is I think like the whole world is designed to be a masculine energy it is it is designed for the masculine it's go 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 it's always busy always doing the busier you you look or you are the more you're rewarded and we really feel that in our western society and this is great for men because that is is how they function but for women it's exhausting, it's overwhelming, it's soul-destroying because we are feminine beings. Mm. Biologically, hormonally, women are not supposed to go, go, go 24-7. Our natural cycle and our hormones renew on a 28-day cycle, our menstrual cycle. It's the it's the pattern that our hormones are. Men, it's 24 hours. So that's why they can go, go, go. It's why they can mm. smash a workout every single day of the month because their hormones are renewing every single day. For women, we are like going up on a peak and then we come down and we have our bleed and then we come back up. Like we are always ebbing and flowing. That is our natural biology. But so much of the world forces this out of us. We are forced into this masculine environment that makes us feel like these natural ebbs and flows is wrong. We feel bad that we can't do all the things all the time. We feel guilty for feeling like we need to take some time to relax and um, recharge because that's the way the world has made us feel. But reconnecting with our feminine energy and healing the wounded masculine in us and connecting with that beautiful feminine energy and feeling comfortable to embody that is so transformational. It was huge for me realizing that I was in my wounded masculine which sort of your symptoms of wounded masculine symptoms is sort of a weird term but the signs is that you're always really loud or aggressive you're easily triggered you're always wanting to be busy you're an overachiever you're always wanting to give and do you're really intense um you're a chronic overthinker, like you're always thinking all the time. You you may have feel really tense and tight and in your muscles and your joints. And you'll probably always be like planning for the future. That was me. I was always, I was never in the present. I was always like one, to five, 10 years ahead. How is this working on my life plan? And it was so uncomfortable. It was creating this anxiety in my body, in my brain. And just, I was forever stressed. I genuinely, in an interview for a job, and I can't believe I even said this, but like in a job, I was genuinely like, 
I love stress. Oh my God. I love stress. Stress loves me because I thought it was like a brag that I could go and go and go in high stress situations. But eventually that was what crumbled me. But, and I felt so guilty for feeling that I couldn't do my best or um, do live up to the expectations that my bosses were putting on me because I couldn't work horrifically long hours and still be emotionally ready to go, always happy. I was constantly crashing. I was um, constantly overthinking. Like I said, I just had ongoing anxiety because I never let my body sync up with how it naturally should be. And then this is added to on like a physical level. And it's something that my friends laugh about because I always want to talk about periods. Like I'm like, tell me about your period. Because as women, this is our biggest report card of how we are doing as women. Are we aligned with our feminine energy? And I think like physic on a the whole this masculine world has aided us in turning off our natural hormonal cycle and our natural mm. feminine flow by giving us hormonal contraception control, which yeah. turns birth control it turns off our natural hormones so that we can go and go more than we naturally could and so part of the th- the work I did last year was I came off my hormonal birth control and um, started getting my period again for the first time in five years. Uh, I was on a marina um, for five years and got that removed and now have a natural cycle and it has been transformational and I think a lot of women wouldn't, may not understand an, the impact of that but I now feel so in sync with myself and with my body. I, on a holistic level as well, I've healed elements or symptoms of periods like PMS, cramps, um, acne, so that I actually look forward to my period. Like I genuinely get excited because it's my time to go into my cocoon and really sit with myself and sit with my womb and my wisdom and slow down and then I get really excited when I come up to that peak two weeks later in ovulation where I'm like I've got all the energy the creative juices are flowing I can go smash a workout and then come back and do all of this work and it feels great but I'm not overexerting myself because I'm connected with that cycle with the ebbs and the flows so it's one of the things I love to do is match that like energetic feminine embodiment with the physical connection to um, what makes us women um, in a physical sense being our womb our menstrual cycle our heart Mm, I I'm so fascinated by this topic. Oh my goodness. I knew like a little bit about it, but I did not know one that means hormones renew in 24 hours. That is insane. And like just listening to you speak about, about wounded masculine, I know I've been, I know I'm a wounded masculine and I have been since I was. I don't know, 16 maybe. So almost a decade. And I, I've done a lot of inner work in the past like year to two years and I'm like, yeah, I'm coming through it. But just some of the things you're speaking about, I'm like, shit, still got that, still got that. And I feel like a lot of people will resonate hearing you speak and wow, it's honestly just such a fascinating conversation. And I've never, I too have recently come off hormonal um, contraception. Woo! I was on the, I had the Yeah, Thank you. It was fucking scary and I do have a partner so it is we're trying to do condoms only it's a little bit scary but um <laughs> don't want to have a baby just yet um <laughs> but it was it was crazy like just quickly on on getting it removed and that the doctor was like okay like you need to get something else in ASAP you need to change because I was on it for just over two I had it injured for just over two years and it was just getting to the point where I was 
I was bleeding, then I'd have a week off and then I'd bleed or I'd bleed a few days off bleed. And it was just a lot of bleeding. And I oh. did it for a, uh, I did it for as long as I could, but then I was like, fuck this, I'm over it. Um, and I still, that this was only February. And so I still think I'm trying, my hormones are trying to regulate themselves because I'm not really having like proper periods. Like they're very light or very short, like three days or, and I'm used to like a seven day and so I'm just try, trying to work through that. But I've honestly never thought about how my 28-day cycle is and what that means to how I'm feeling in terms of energy-wise. So I fi- find that so fascinating. And I feel like that's something that definitely women could be really, really supported through with a coach because it's really hard to try and find that type of information, especially like you're not going to get that from mainstream medicine and from your doctor. They're going to try and shove that marina back up you as quick as possible or something like that. And mm-hmm. I, I did have an appointment booked like a week after I got my um, implant out to go and talk about the marina. And I was like, if you don't, I, I rang up and cancelled it. I was like, if you don't ring up and cancel this flesh, you're going to go. They're going to force you and freak you out to get it and put it back in because that's just, I know they're trying to protect me from not having a child. I get it. But at the expense of not really considering how that affects us as women. And so I think this is such an important conversation and definitely more needs to be said about it. And I, I'm sure a lot of a lot of females do live in that wounded masculine as well and I think it's just quickly important to mention for people that are totally unaware with masculine and feminine energies like masculine yes it it is how a male functions but it doesn't just mean like that is how males function it's just and you put it perfectly like we are for in history have been a male dominated world that's how the wife stayed at home and had kids and the male went to work and so us females growing up in the 21st century we've naturally if we want to work like a lot of women do these days we do naturally morph into those masculine energies which is great to have yeah. like assertiveness like go get attitude amazing but because I think it's not where we operate naturally that's when we fall and we go into that overdrive and the overthinking and a lot of I feel like a lot of people will think oh my gosh there's something wrong with me and I think this is where people will get diagnosed with anxiety depression because you're overthinking and blah 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 but to actually sit back and like you were able to do this with your job with being made redundant from your job sit back and look like whoa what's actually going on on in my life how's my how's my life situation and how is that affecting me inside and it's just so multifaceted there's just so yeah. much to it and it's all part of that, like I was saying before, it's all part of trying to squish yourself into a mold that is not meant for you. And it's exactly that, women trying to force squish themselves into this masculine world, regardless of what industry you're in. And it's and like you say, it's like that because women have been, if to want to work, they had to fit into the construction that was already there. And that has just continued right up till 2021. Mm. And unfortunately, it's not really going to go anywhere. But the thing that we can do is work on ourselves and um, allow ourselves to connect to that feminine energy. And there is totally ways that you, even if you work in a corporate nine to five job, even if you worked on a bloody building site, you could still incorporate your femininity, your feminine energy into that space so that you weren't forever in this wounded masculine because when you spend so much time in this wounded masculine your feminine is scared to come out you've like shoved her in a corner and locked her away and so it was a real transition for me shifting out of that masculine energy and and welcoming in my feminine because it took a while for her to like feel safe to come out and feel safe to be honored and embodied and it was it was work but it's really beautiful work because there is just so many self-love practices in there there is so much pleasure in there and so much reconnection and getting to know your what is in your heart getting getting to listen to your heart getting to listen to the wisdom of your womb 
and it's really powerful work and the reconnecting to your bleed and your cycle is a big part of that because it's it's connecting to your inner wisdom and there's wisdom in every phase of your cycle um there's a there's a few people that um you can break the phases of your cycle down into seasons and respond to it in that way as well you know your bleed is winter then you move into spring which is that as your estrogen rises your ovulation is summer where you have all this energy and you're warm and you're abundant and you're happy and then it goes into autumn where you're starting to slow down and soften and when you start thinking of it like that that in itself is connecting to your feminine energy that is connecting to your feminine essence and allowing yourself to feel everything in that cycle is connecting to your feminine essence I, I love holding moon circles and connecting with the moon because the moon is the feminine and she really she really controls our emotions within us she is the mother she is the nurturer she is the goddess and these are all elements within us that when we connect with them that's our power like that is our power as women mm. is the wisdom that we hold within us I love that. And I would love to ask you for people that like working with a coach, I would definitely recommend that having that support would be great. But where if someone has just tonight or today listened to this podcast episode and they've just learned about masculine and feminine energies or wounded masculine, what would you say is a good place for a good place for somewhere to start if they want to start learning more about where they may sit in this, whether they are just more in masculine or whether they do have wounded masculine? Would you be able to yeah, offer is there a, a specific resource or something that you use to start your journey? So there wasn't a specific resource other than like everyone else on the planet, chuck something into Google and click yeah. through and see what comes up. Yeah. Um, I, the coach I worked with was a, she really specialized in female embodiment. So that was amazing um, to have that support, but it was, it starts with really simple practices. So for me, it was simple things like making the decision to wear a dress or a skirt or something that made me feel pretty and feminine as opposed to just like jeans and a t-shirt, which is what I lived in um, or gym gear. Mm. it was choosing it was making a conscious effort to do things that allowed me to just be which is creativity even if it's I'm not an artist but I just started drawing nothing is very pretty but it was just allowing me to be when you're in that masculine you'll go 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 24 7 and I mean part of that is you don't you're often go 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 because you don't want to sit and be mm. but if you just be in the present moment whether it's cooking baking drawing playing music meditating going for a walk in nature and just really sucking up and appreciating the beauty that is, those are such simple ways to really reconnect um, to this feminine part of you and from there you can step it up a level um, to really honor yourself with some self-care and self-love um, from running yourself a beautiful bath to giving yourself a full body like massage through to self-pleasure and connecting with your sexuality and sensuality mm. that way. There are so many elements to it and there are so many branches that can, can expand off into. It, it's something that once you get into, it's so juicy to explore, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Like if I know when I was sitting in my masculine um, my wounded masculine and if anyone else listening is also in that space it can be really scary to be like well holy shit how do I get out of this I've been in this cycle for so long I've been go go going for as long as I can remember I don't know any other way the fem your feminine energy is still within you um, and it gets easier just doing those little practices that I mentioned before 
it gets easier and the more you do them the more you connect and the more you fall in love with the space and then it just gets more and more natural I mean there are still things that are still coming becoming natural to me but every time I do them it's like it's comforting and it's warming because I know I'm reconnecting to that really special part of myself and I love working with women to help them do that yeah Uh, even just spending time with other women so often in workplaces we're outnumbered by men and you find yourself falling into those traps yeah Um, I find it a lot Uh, this is a good actually this is a good thing like one thing I do is like I go um one of my passions outside of the self-development world is um CrossFit and that's a really masculine space I mean I do it with other women but it's a really masculine place um and it's great to be in that's when I really love and thrive in my masculine energy but then I come home and I'm like okay I don't need to be in this space anymore so I take a really warm long shower I let that water like golden rays of light wash (laughs) away all of that masculine energy I wash it go down the drain and I step out and I'm like oh okay I'm in my softer feminine energy now and I'm ready to be in this space so there are times and places for both Mm -hmm. but it's just it's so nice when you reconnect to yourself and who you are meant to be. I love that. And I think it's important to mention, and I'm glad you mentioned that, that yes, there is a time and space for feminine, but still like you need that masculine in your life as well. And I think that's the difference between like actual, like healthy masculine and then wounded masculine. And you'll learn that if people want to dive on through that journey, but all of those things you mentioned, they're so simple. And now like that, you've mentioned them, they are all very soft, playful activities. And like, even as simple as you said, like putting on a nice dress or like putting on makeup, for example, like for a long time, I was like, like, I don't want to, I used to be so into makeup, like growing up, I was like watching all the YouTube videos, Shannon, so I loved it. And then I went to phase and I was like, nah I don't want to wear makeup anymore like no not for me that's all sexualized blah 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 blah. and I don't wear it for ages and now um and I don't wear it at work because I'm lazy as (laughs) but when I put it on I'm like damn I feel empowered like like the lashes like the whole glam look I'm like damn I feel good and it's amazing how something so small and so silly can make you feel so good inside and so everything you mentioned there I think if people just like dabbled and tried to incorporate a few of those into their lifestyle and daily routines you'd honestly just start naturally moving more into that feminine space and that's how I started doing it too was just I think at the beginning I was just like right I made a big long list of all the things that I could do and I was like, right, I'm just going to do one thing every day. And then I slowly started, those things became ingrained into my daily rituals and habits. And then I just sort of added more things along the way. Sometimes I felt like I really needed to do like a whole self-care pamper evening. So I did a heap at once. Or some days I was just like, oh, okay, I'll just go for a walk out in nature. Like, I don't feel like I want to be in that really soft energy right now, but there's still practices that you can do it so that Mm. you don't slip into that disconnection again. And it can be fun. Like you say, it like the feminine energy, it's playful, it's fun, it's soft, and it doesn't have to be serious all the time. It can just be, essentially. Mm, definitely and I think we will leave it there I would just love for you to drop in and let everyone know how they can connect with you and maybe if you wanted to say a little bit about what your offerings are as well and what capacities people can work with you too I will drop it all down in the description too but just wanted to give you an opportunity to share that with us Yes. So um, the best way to find me is on Instagram. Uh, my handle is Kendall Brown Wellness. Um, that's the best way to get in touch with anyone. Um, and currently, if you're listening to this in real time and you're based in Auckland, I am partner collaborating with one of a really good friend of mine, Paige, 
and we are holding a women's circle on the 11th of May. Um, it's going to be a beautiful healing, uh, release and renew. So we're going to have um, this meditation, there's some sound healing, there's a cacao ceremony, and then my beautiful friend Paige is doing some Reiki on everyone. It's going to be really, really beautiful. Um, and like we were saying earlier, if you are curious and but you're nervous, like I really encourage you to just try it. Um, these spaces are so welcoming, they're, they're judgment free. So I really encourage you to come to that if you are based in Auckland. Um, if you're not, um, my one-on-one -on -one book, uh, bookings are opening very, very soon. Um, and so if you were interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, flick me a DM and we can book in a discovery call and we can get you in to when my books open again in June. So pop me a DM and I would love to work with you. This is my absolute passion to help women reconnect and rediscover and just transform your life. It just, oh, it just honestly, it just fills me up fills me up so freaking much yeah I love that and thank you so much for imparting your wisdom and knowledge uh to my audience honestly you've just shared so much and I really really appreciate it and I definitely feel like there will be some of my listeners that really resonate with your journey and just some of the things you've moved through in the past year super vulnerable shares you've you've shared tonight as well so appreciate that so much and yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so, so much for giving us your time and jumping on the podcast. Thank you so much. I've loved this. And it honestly, it's been a great chance to just reflect mm. on everything that has been the last 12 months. And I, even just like jumping off this, I feel so refreshed and renewed. And I'm just like, holy shit, this time next year, where am I going to be? Yes. Like so much can change in a year as we were all shown through the year that was 2020 yes, like definitely. anything is possible um and when you set your mind to it as cliche as that sounds it can happen love that yes I feel very blessed to be able to hold that space for you and totally appreciate you jumping on and giving us your time thank you I loved it Thank you so much for listening to this episode and investing time into yourself. I hope you got something from this. And if you did, I would love it if you shared the Fluorescence podcast with anyone else who you think may benefit. I really appreciate it a lot and it helps the podcast out heaps. You can follow us or chat with us on our socials at fluorescence.podcast and I will see you on the next one. Thanks guys.